Okay, can we cuss on your podcast? It's guys sitting around chewing the fat. He made me ride here in the bed. You guys didn't see that. I looked at him. I go, is Kristen going to be gone or... He goes, no, it's Rotary, Taryn. I was Rotary like, oh. Club every Thursday. Gotcha. Rotary. Yep. So that's why we're here. He uh, and we're live. Perfect. We cold start. He, he uh, <laughs> yeah, he uh, gave me your number and everything. Told me you had, but I already knew about you because Audrey Audrey speaks very highly of you. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Taryn, what's your last name? Davis. Davis. And where are you from? Originally from Rockport, Missouri. That's my hometown. How far is that from here? About four hours. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. So, is it near like St. Louis or is it the other way? Northwest. So, St. Louis is on the far east part of Missouri. Mm -hmm. And So, do you know where like St. Joe, Missouri is? Yeah. Okay. 45 minutes north of on I-29. Okay. So, it's right in the corner, about as furthest, most northwest as it gets in the state. Sweet. So Northwest Missouri State University, the Bearcats. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's like forty minutes from my hometown. Is that where you went? I went for a year. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. started. Where'd you end up going? Oh well, I found out that four-year college wasn't for me. Hey, yeah, join the club. Same. Yeah, yeah. It just, you know, it, my friends they excelled at it. It. I was having a hard time finding my place. Ended up going and helping like the local funeral home at that point and ended up in Kansas City. Uh, went to school at Kansas City Community College, KCKCC, Blue Devils. KCKCC, <laughs> that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from there, yeah, just got in the business. In the funeral home business? Yeah. So you started working in Kansas City, your first one? Well, technically... My first funeral home that I started with would have been in my hometown at Minner Funeral Chapels. Did you just help, like... Yeah, what did you do? Yeah. So, I mean, kind of all aspects of it, to be honest with you. The funeral director there, and by the name of Sean Minner, fantastic guy. Just been through a lot. Just wonderful individual, salt-of-the-earth type of people. He knew that I was interested. First time they called me, you know, I really wasn't wanting to go do it that morning, but ended up going and it was the best decision in my life. From there, he just kind of started exposing me to things slowly, like with removals, and then kind of helped start prepping the bodies. Um, What all went into that? Fell in love with it. Um, From there, I actually started setting up tents at the cemetery Uh, vaults. The blue tents? Well... Trying to remember. They're probably not all blue. No, they're not all blue, but I think <laughs> I think his was blue. It was either blue or green. Yours are blue right here in town, right? Yeah, we use uh, the company here in town, so ours are blue. Yep. But there's other ones out there. There might be green. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but ours are blue. Um, yep. That's where I started, would have been back there. Um, from there, I went to school. And while you're in school, you have to do so much like work at a funeral home. Mm. You have practicum. During your schooling? Correct. Right. So I still had to finish out my gen gen ed so i was there for like semester or so doing that and then like when you get into the program you have to either work and get paid or work at a funeral home for so many hours like during the semester and depending on like your what semester you're in you might have to either just like 
help with services. That was one thing. And the other semester, like in the second semester where you're actually like prepping individuals, you have to help with so many like embalmings, um, if that's what you're going into. But I did that at Porter Funeral Home and Crematory, which they had a location down in KCK off of 18th in Minnesota. And then one in Lenexa as well. Yeah. Yeah. So why of all things did you like feel drawn to that? Are you a dark guy? Dark enough, I guess. <laughs> you don't seem like a very dark guy. <laughs> oh, I have a different uh, sense of humor, I guess, some would say. But, you know, um, honestly, seeing Sean do what he did with the people, um, they were always kind of held to some higher regard. And I was interested in that. But, you know, my dad, he does construction work. That's what I grew up doing was pouring concrete. Mm-hmm. So I'm very familiar with hard physical labor, mm-hmm. and I have a real appreciation for that. Um, and hatred? <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> I kind of have I, both, too. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. It was always kind of fun to step back and see what you have done. And yeah. then, like, years down the road, you can still go and see the yeah, work that, that, you, cool. um, that you had <clears throat> completed, which was nice. But my dad had a heart attack at 48. He's still living, but he... You know, he's fought help all these years. He still yeah. does it. Um, and he's 60, you know, 65 years old at this yeah. point. And I don't think I could actually do that every day. I know yeah. I couldn't. Like, physically, he's way more mentally tough than what I would ever be. Yeah. It does feel good, though. I agree. After you a long, hard day of, you know, physical work when you're done. Yeah. It's kind of a good feeling. Yeah, no. I Even mean, though you hate it sometimes, yeah. sometimes, the whole time. Yeah. But... <laughs> You know, I mean, 60% of the time, every time, you know, <laughs> Yeah. but it was one of those things where like pouring concrete itself was a lot of fun. It was more of getting things ready. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Really. The forms and yeah. tying rebar. Yeah. You know, tying rebar was never a big deal to me. Oh, I always dude. enjoyed it. And it's just like bending over all day. Yeah. It didn't bother me. I mean, <laughs> we did all sorts of work, flat work, um, blocks, um, walls, foundations, we did everything. Now they've got guns that, have you seen, where they just tie it for you? Yeah, it's like you put it on there and it's like, Whoop. These kids aren't even going to yeah, know the I've little hooks that. that you twist. Oh, yeah, the like, little rebar tie uh, and you just kind of spin them around, yeah. little spinners. So. You've seen what? what I'm sorry, I've seen the little... Yeah, yeah you like literally like put sling the wire to... around it twist itself yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, and then step on it, make sure. Yep, mm-hmm. yeah. poke it down. Golly, it's yeah. too easy. Yeah. But no, I mean, that's kind of where I started and yeah. kind of where I, as far as getting into the business, that's, I know I didn't want to do concrete work. Yeah. Um, you know, not saying anything bad about people that do that work. It's just, I don't think I could sustain that yeah. long term. Yeah. Uh, so when you started working for these funeral homes, did you know long term you wanted to like own some? I went through phases, to be honest with you. Um, At first, I was like, you know, one day I want to own my own funeral home. Well, then you get exposed to the business itself. And when you're in it and you're there every day, you're like, boy, you know, I like my time off. Mm -hmm. Um, At least that's kind of where I was at. And I was like, I don't know if I ever really want to own my own funeral home. Just I didn't think maybe it was in the cards. And it takes a lot of money. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of money to be able to just go and do that or start up or anything along those Got lines. It. You actually have to have the nicest cars, you know. It's yeah. not like you can just get by 
Yeah. Because you don't want to be hauling people around in junkers. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, there comes a point buildings. where, it, I mean, you things to look and be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not the nicest at all times, but you need it to look nice mm-hmm. and professional. Yeah. And it takes a while to get, like, repeat business. I mean, you might have a family, and you might not see them for 20 years. I right. mean, so it's just kind of going on down the road, and you're having to kind of wait for that. But... As far as wanting to own my own, so I was in and out of wanting to, mm-hmm. and then from there, I eventually started working for other people. I mean, that's kind of what I always did, but with that, I guess I saw what they had and they were able to achieve, and then, you know, you start thinking about, well, maybe I can find somebody to be able to kind of help me do things, yeah. and then you just kind of go on, and I I've worked in multiple places across Kansas. I feel like I've been kind of somewhat of a tumbleweed of funeral service, and I've had a lot of exposure to different places, whether it's in Kansas City. I was in Salina for almost four years um, for Ryan Mortuary out there, which is a real reputable firm, then moved back to Kansas City area, and then I started working in Lawrence. I was there about a year and a half, and then the last seven and a half years, I was actually out in western Kansas. So is this the first one you've owned? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. For when some you reason, I thought you, it? I thought you had a couple. Oh. So, so no. So when you say a couple, like I thought you kind of bought funeral homes was your deal. No. So no. this is your first. This is my first, okay. and you're probably referring to like I'm. I'm sure there's been some things that have been said. No, um, I just had it in my head. I no, do no. that sometimes. No, that, that's okay. Um, <laughs> This is the first funeral home like acquisition that I've ever been a yeah, part of. I gotcha. Cool. When did you buy it? Date that it actually went through was June the seventh. Yeah, so, so fresh. Yes. Yeah, so you live in Parsons then? I live in Parsons. Oh, okay. Yes. My wife and my daughter and I, we all live in Parsons. Bought a house, um, moved here mid February. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. started working with Marlon. So yeah, um, you came before you just kind of before you bought it, get get the feel of it. And yeah, I thought it was going to move a little faster than what yeah. it did. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. it just there was a lot of things that were going on at that time. There was like a banking crisis with like Silicon Valley. It failed at that point. Then it just became a couple more hoops to jump through. Yeah. So it took a little longer than what anticipation I had, but it yeah. is what it is. Man, is the business side way different than? Not, which I guess you said you kind of got eased into it, but now that you actually own it, is it what you expected on the business side? Yeah. You were pretty w- well prepared, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I have relationships out there where it, it helps. I mm-hmm. have some really good mentors. and I'm sure you have, can call Marlon back, you know. Yeah. Marlon, I mean, uh, he's always really helpful. Anytime yeah. I made a phone call to him, he's sure. always willing to help me out. But, you know, through the years, I've been exposed to a lot of different people in this business that... Yeah. Um, know a lot more than what I do. And I don't claim to know everything, but I usually can find an answer somewhere out there. What, right. what type of like hiccups and stuff come up that you have to be prepared for, that you have to know? Like, I'm not saying it's easy by any means, but I would just not knowing and being ignorant to owning a funeral home, I would just assume it's a lot of the same with a funeral yeah, you know, are you process. talking about like from like previous ownership or are you just talking about in general? In general. I mean, I mean, you're still always having to fight like, you know, air conditioner, heaters. Yeah, I guess that's I mean, true. You know, like this Rain. summer. Yeah, I mean, 
you have all of your natural things like a business would run mm-hmm. into. Right. Yeah. I mean, and with like the funeral home, if things start falling apart and if you don't start taking care of them, then you're going to run into bigger problems. Yeah. Yeah. Other things can be, you know, in this business, we have to look at depending on so many other parts a lot of times as far as, you know, I don't go out and dig the graves. So I have to call somebody to do right. that. I don't actually go out and set the tent and the chairs anymore right. or the vault. Mm-hmm. I have somebody else do that. Like, so there's all these different parties. So knowing that they're going to be there on that day of service and then making sure that things are done the way that you want them to be done or they're done properly. Like maybe a headstone isn't set just right for a family. Maybe the grave wasn't marked in the correct spot because that's not something I usually go out and do. That's something where we call somebody else. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you don't know cause it might be out of town and you're going out to the cemetery. Maybe they're, they've dug the wrong grave. Mm-hmm. I mean, so then at that point we got to stop, we got to evaluate the situation and try to, fix it on the spot in a hurry mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and you know and at that time people's emotions are pretty high yeah, yeah rightfully I would so. yeah and most of the time people are very accommodating if mistakes happen because just like anyone else we are human and we do mm-hmm. make mistakes but yeah you don't want those mistakes no especially in that business yeah you're dealing with people at their worst a lot of times yeah or you know after the worst things have happened yeah usually when people come into the funeral home, I realize that they would rather be almost anywhere than yeah. where they are. Now, that isn't the case all the time, but mm-hmm. a lot of times it might be, especially if it's a death out of order. Right. It's mm-hmm. right. the way I always look at it is meaning out, out of order. Old people pass away, unfortunately. I mean, that's yeah. just, that's the circle of life. Right. Yeah. But when you have a younger parent or a child or something along those lines, those are a very different situation than when it's an older person typically yeah i'm not trying to minimize when old people pass away um, because it is it's a it's a hurt and it's a loss but in those instances yeah it it is a little bit different do you ever feel like do you ever get worried that you're going to get too used to it and like almost immune to it calloused yeah the day that i become calloused is the day i need to be out of the business don't you think so absolutely Unfortunately, in this business, it does happen. Yeah, because that would be kind of hard, I would think. And but it'd also be hard not to. Mm-hmm. And you literally do it every day. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, what we have to keep in mind is every day that a person comes into the funeral home, that is one of the worst days that they are experiencing in a long yeah. time, maybe ever. And to us, it is somewhat of it's another day at the office. Mm-hmm. But we need to treat that family. As though it is their worst day. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know of like friends that you've had and mentors and stuff that's, that's happened to where they become calloused? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. That would be, I feel like, a yeah, crazy just, feeling to experience. I feel like it'd be mm-hmm. hard not to become that way, though. I mean, it... You know, you talk to people that have been in the business, you know, 30, 50, 60 years. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to have a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. We'll just put it like that. Not all of them become calloused or anything else, but yeah, I mean, you get used to seeing people in really bad situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of you have to kind of somewhat get yourself through <clears throat> to a degree as well. Yeah. You have to be prepared for it. Yeah. I, I yeah. can't imagine. Do you guys actually go get the bodies? Absolutely. Yeah. 
I didn't know if that was part of your deal or if that's yep. what you said you had, you know, subbed it out or whatever. No. Um, so anytime like someone passes away, like in town or around the surrounding areas, we typically are going now, if they pass away and they're hours and hours away or something along those lines, traditionally we might get a hold of another funeral home just because you don't want that person sitting there, um, in the family waiting why it's taking so long. Mm -hmm. Um, so so what do you meet them halfway or something? Typically the funeral home that calls that other funeral home would be the ones that would be responsible and going and getting the individual. So if I had somebody pass away, like in Kansas city or something, I might call somebody up there. And then from there, a lot of times, well, there's Kansas city is a little different, but with that being said, we might go up there or we can arrange for transportation. So they'll just go get them and get them to their funeral home. And then you go get them. Yeah. And sometimes they might help with like preparation of the individual and things like that. It just depends on what the family's wanting to do. That's tough. So a lot of times when somebody passes away, one of the first things that we talk about is, did you ever have any kind of conversation about funeral arrangements? Do you know if the person wanted to be buried or cremated or a combination or what are your, what are your wishes? And at that point, the family usually tells us something. Sometimes they don't know. And that happens. Yeah. And then you make the necessary arrangements afterwards. I feel like I have tried to have that conversation with, like and my sister like sure. if something were to happen to me i want i want it to be done this way mm-hmm. they don't like those conversations no, most people don't just yeah. shut me down like i don't shut talk- you down we're not talking about that <laughs> and i'm like well you never know what's going to happen yeah you don't um and i don't think they're bad conversations unfortunately people don't like to have those harder conversations sometimes no. yeah. some some people it's not a big deal Mm-hmm. Um, if I died right now, my wife would more than likely know what I wanted. <laughs> that's, that's understandable. Yeah. You know, we, like, we, yeah. we've talked about it. Um, there are a lot of people that don't. Yeah. And that's okay too. Yeah. What did uh, you said? Partial. You can get half cremated or what? No. <laughs> I was like, so, what? So <laughs> can we do there, an open casket from the waist up and cremate my yeah, body? Some, yeah. Just like that. Um, <laughs> Stop it. So like. Some people choose to have the body there like for visitations um, and those kind of things. So a lot of times we'd go ahead and we'd prepare the individual Mm -hmm. and we would have the person laid out for visitation or mass or something along those lines. You might either have them for the visitation or the night before, the day of service. And then afterwards, some families aren't wanting to actually have the person buried or they might have the person cremated. Now, with that being said, you can still bury, you can scatter. Um, some people choose to keep a hold of the ashes, but they might not incur some of those expenses as far as the burial side with like vaults and those type of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I don't know. I, I kind of think I always said I didn't want to be cremated, but now I kind of think I do. Do you have a lot of, uh, I know some people feel like they need to see the body, mm-hmm. um, just so it kind of makes it real closure. Do you have a lot of people that feel that way? Or, yeah. Like, or do you have people that are like, absolutely not? Both. Some people need that. Personally, mm-hmm. that's how I am. Um, I would have to, I think. Yeah. You know, that's my loved one. Um, I want to be able to see them. Now, in certain circumstances, like tragic accidents or, right. you know, horrific scenes, those type of things, usually if a funeral director tells you that it's not a good idea to see the person mm-hmm. take it. Yeah. Um, now sometimes people don't listen. Um, 
and we try to walk them through what they're maybe walking into, um, try to give them as much detail with being sensitive at the same time as possible. What's that look like? I mean, if someone's horrifically murdered mm-hmm. and their mom wants to see them, mm-hmm. have you ever had to have that conversation? Mm-hmm. What's that look? I mean, I always tell them it's my professional opinion. Yeah. That sometimes it is best to maybe remember the person the way they are. Yeah. And not have to be that, d- the yeah. last thing you see. Yeah. Um, now in the event that that person doesn't want to take my advice, I can understand that. Yeah. Most of the time there's family members around that will kind of help them at that point. Help talk them out of it. To a degree. Um, obviously if they are that adamant about seeing the individual, I'm not going to ever tell somebody that they really can't see somebody. Um, I will strongly suggest they don't. Yeah. But on things like that before I've had some pretty bad circumstances before not necessarily like murder or anything um just different type things where we have had people have to sign waivers um just because i mean the society we live in yeah um, yeah i mean i'm sure that you can understand yeah Yeah. so it's just kind of protecting yourself to a degree that's rough Mm -hmm. do you feel like do you do you ever become like the counselor you feel like you have a we wear a lot of hats at times, yeah. um, I try to stay in my lane, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, I feel like I'm a pretty empathetic person. Yeah. Um, I try to help people in any way that I can. Um, I'll, you know, I'll give you the shirt off my back. Yeah. That's the kind of person that I try to be. Yeah. At times, it can be a little harder, and I know my limitations. Yeah. And sometimes it is best for people to get professional help. I always think it's a good thing, like after a death occurs, to maybe go out there and talk to somebody about grief counseling, whether it's like an online thing or it's in a group or it's a private like therapist. I think it's a wonderful thing. It doesn't hurt to talk to anybody. Yeah. Right. You said you have a daughter. I do. How old is she? She'll be 18 months here soon. Oh, that's close to Pretty close, yeah. Four months apart. What's her name? Layla. My sister's baby's middle name is Layla. So pretty. My dad wanted to name my sister Layla. And then mom wouldn't let him because she found out it was because that was his favorite song. Oh, by Eric Clapton? Or or whoever it was. Was it him? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Eric Clapton. And I've had so many people ask me, like, are you a fan (laughs) of Eric Clapton? I was like, I can't really tell you any of his music. But (laughs) I've I've listened to that song. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good song. (laughs) So, do you like Parsons so far? I do. Yeah? I do. Um, I lived in a smaller community out in western Kansas. We actually lived in Atwood, and we were pretty much in Colby every day. Mm-hmm. Um, which they're I don't about... know Atwood. I know Colby, I guess. Okay, so Atwood was 30 minutes directly north okay. of Colby. So, is it smaller than Parsons? Absolutely. It's yeah. like 1,300, maybe 1,200. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. And then Colby was around 5,000 or so. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, I mean, I've been very happy here in Parsons. Um, did you know anyone when you came? Not a soul. <laughs> that is. How did your wife do with that? She's done really well. In Does all she honesty. work outside of the home? No, she's yeah. um, she stays at home right now and raises our daughter. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's been a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. It really has been. She had her own business out there in Colby, um, but once we had Layla, she just. She's focused on that. Yep. And has continued to for 
and probably will continue to for a while. I never want to tell her what she can and can't do, but <laughs> she seems to be pretty happy, and I'm very happy that she's able to stay at home with yeah, her. Yeah, stay-at-home moms are superheroes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... I couldn't do it every day. No way. Um, I, I cannot. I I love my daughter, and I try to help as much as I possibly can, but, you know, she she wants her mom mm-hmm. a yeah. lot more. Yeah. Is your daughter a good sleeper? For the most part. For yeah. an 18 month old? I feel like she is. Mm-hmm. Um, she still will wake up here and there. She's been teething like her molars and stuff right now. Mm-hmm. And Isn't it's a, uh, yeah. it's been, it's been a little rougher. Yeah. It's a lot. We can relate. <laughs> yeah. Teething. But I, Ooh. I, uh, highly encourage horrible, horrible sleepers for the first like six months because then anything feels great. Like Carson's recently started sleeping in her own room. Oh, past what? A couple months, three, four months. Gotcha. And it's like, Oh my God, this is insane. <laughs> and so like when we do have a bad night, it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. You know, it feels a lot. It feels like heaven because yeah. Sweetie, it was so horrible for so long. When we have a bad night, when, when me and Carson <laughs> have a bad night. So when they have a bad night and yeah. I hear You're about like, it. You're like, oh man, I'm going to have to turn the fan up a little louder. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Let me yeah. shut our bedroom door so I can't hear them as loud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cameron no, I, loves to give me shit, but she's also the one who's like, well, don't get up. You're not, what are you going to do? She well, I do up. feel that way. I I do. But if Carson didn't, I mean, now she's bigger, so she doesn't nurse. But if she was like a bottle baby, you would have had to help a little bit more. <laughs> no. But she nursed. Yeah. So you, um, what's You're the limited. point? You're limited. You're limited. Yeah. Oh, what's and, the... and like seeing me would just piss Carson off in the middle yeah. of the night. Yeah. yeah. So what would be the point of both, yeah. all three of us being awake? Yeah, yeah. I can understand that. <laughs> I've always gotten up, and I'm a pretty light sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, usually oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you a pretty deep sleeper or what? No, I just you get up with her, so now I look bad. It's fine. Oh no, <laughs> no, it's it's one of those things that we yeah. try to we try to share responsibility. Yeah. She gets up Not far us. more than me. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> no. I never minded the the newborn phase. I love though, mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. middle of the night. I mean, what were you going to do? Sit with me on the couch whenever I nursed her? Apparently, some people do. Well, honestly, it's fine. Yeah. I would, I, you can just sleep. Yeah. But I didn't, I liked it just being me and her yeah. in the middle I of the felt, night, just sitting. I felt guilty because we'd see people, even like this past Thanksgiving, we were at the lake. We, we meet my family at Lake of the Ozarks for Thanksgiving okay. because sure. that's where, uh, it's kind of a central location, I guess you could say, for everybody. Okay. And, uh, our neighbor, Brian, down at the lake, was over at the bonfire one night. And he's like, Ike, you've got a one-year-old. Are you finally getting some sleep? And I was like, I mean, I hate to say it, but I never really missed it. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty smooth sailing, really. <laughs> it hadn't been too bad. <laughs> I, I can't feel... say that. Uh, I I usually get up quite a bit. Yeah. So, so whenever, so yeah, you really got to take advantage of it when she's sleeping good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's just one of those things, like, even if she's sleeping good, sometimes my phone rings at night, so I'm working anyway. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. So you're always on call, huh? Yeah. 24-7, 365. So who, do you have any, you have anybody that could, like, what if you go on vacation? Who gets a body? Well, I'm not going on vacation anytime <laughs> soon. Until uh, <laughs> people quit dying? Well, it's just one of those things. Um, I knew what I was getting myself into. Um, when I came here and my wife and I, we've had some 
talks about it as far as, you know, for a while it's going to be, hey, I'm here and I'm yep. not going anywhere for a while. Mm-hmm. And but I feel like that's how it has to be. You want to yeah. run a good business. Especially at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And I want people to know who I am, yep. um, you know, with Greg and Marlon starting off the way they did and to build the reputation that they did. I'm just hoping people will give me an opportunity to prove my worth as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the families that have worked with us, I believe they've been pretty pleased. Um, and I just hope to continue that legacy that they started, to be honest with you. Is there a long-term goal to get some help, though? Yeah, um, yeah. eventually. Yeah. The first year or so, I, I'm pretty much set, and, I mean, we're half a year into it now, that I was going to do it by myself. Eventually, yes, I would like to find help. But I want to find the right help. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Yeah, and I want to take my time, but I don't want just to get somebody in here and maybe not have the same standards that I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it won't be theirs, so I know what that's like. But It's hard to find someone who will treat it like theirs when it's not. Exactly. I've got one at my company, and I hope she never retires. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's one of those things. Like, it's hard to find help, and... The truth is, like, there are a lot of funeral homes that are actually looking in the state of Kansas for help. Yeah. Um, like everyone. Yeah, like everyone. And, you know, some of them are, you know, pretty decent locations, I feel like. And when I say decent, like smaller city state or smaller cities, like maybe Lawrence or Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Not small. Um, I mean, which isn't small, really. Which, which it isn't small, but it's not huge. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously your cities are still going to always be looking for help. Mm-hmm. There are some places that are always looking Mm -hmm. and most people don't want to go to those places and there's maybe a reason like maybe they they are on call all the time or they're doing every weekend or something along those lines but you know finding the right person in like a smaller community it's pretty important usually they're saying anymore is like you have a better chance if you can find someone that's from there and they're interested in the business but again you know there's not a lot of people maybe out there that are wanting to go in the funeral business right <laughs> yeah. off the get right. go. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a little niche, isn't it? It is. Well, I got to ask you, do you believe in ghosts? Ghosts? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been asked that? I don't know if someone's actually ever asked me that point blank. Um <laughs> As far as like people have asked me like, well, don't you get, cause I used to live in the funeral home there in Adelaide, oh, dude, and they're that's like, crazy. no, yeah. And they'd be like, oh, I am a scaredy cat yeah. through and through. Yeah. And they'd be like, is it weird? And I go, what do you mean? And they go to live there. Like, do you hear stuff? And I'm like, no, I mean, I hear the house creaking cause it's old or something along those lines. Tell yourself or, that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm telling myself that, <laughs> but as far as like seeing something or anything along those lines i've never had any experiences and i hope to continue that how did your how did your wife do with that she wasn't a huge fan um to begin with um it took a while to kind of get past it but when we lived out there in atwood the funeral home was like on the opposite end of the house for the most part Mm -hmm. we pretty much had the upstairs like that's where we 
where we lived essentially and in, like towards the downstairs like there was the kitchen and like the laundry room mm-hmm. but the funeral home was like right off of that too so we had to be kind of careful if we were going to have like a visitation or something along those lines because then you have to take into consideration like what you're cooking and all mm-hmm. those type oh, of things yeah, true. because then you'll smell up the whole funeral home <laughs> and you don't really want to do that yeah um so you know i mean you have to be considerate yeah. and yeah it, i mean you just kind of figure out what works and what doesn't while you're living there Mm-mm. but it did take a little bit of time but she would I mean, she came around. She wasn't creeped out. I'm not trying to be mean, but I would be really creeped out. She was very curious when we first started dating about what I did. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. So. Yeah, and, so you yeah. were already deep into it by the time you yeah. guys started dating. Yeah, so I mean, I met my wife at the gym, and from there, it just kind of, she actually gave me her business card and said, hey, like... Formal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, the story goes is like she was saying something about me. And I had my headbuds or my earbuds in, mm-hmm. and I wasn't really listening to music. I just kind of had them in, mm-hmm. and I heard <laughs> her. people listen. <laughs> Didn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, gotcha. I mean, I would go. This is like when I was like a real gym rat, and yeah. I was going twice a day and like spending three hours a day. Mm-hmm. I'm at the gym, um, but I would go, and she said something, and I asked her what was that, and then we just kind of hit it off. She gave me her card and everything else. Well, I used to be like a laundry fiend. Like a what? A laundry fiend. I don't like, even know what that is. Like, well, person that's like obsessive about like laundry oh. to a degree. Because I'd wear like a lot of like the same like gym clothes. Yeah. Because I'm not one of those that go and buy like name brand stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my stuff that I usually wear at the gym, I almost look like semi-homeless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just because I wear it yeah. probably longer than I should. Yeah. But with that, like I would do my laundry like every night. Mm-hmm. Well, her card was in my like sweatshirt and i ruined it and i didn't see her she didn't get my text like through the weekend or anything else because i was gone that weekend and i came back and you know she was a little upset we can just put it politely and i gave her (laughs) my business card with like my cell phone number on it Mm -hmm. and the first text that i ever received from her was funeral director dot 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 what exactly is that (laughs) <laughs> so and then, like, uh, yeah. that's a little scary yeah and like one of our first dates was going to a cemetery essentially um and i was delivering no. ashes and she didn't realize that at the time we were just going out and uh yeah that just happened to be a part of it because i was heading that way and that is so funny you yeah. knock it out <laughs> but you know hey we've been together for a while now so how long have you guys been together um well Married in 2016. We started dating, would have been 2013. Yeah. So how old are you? 35. 35. Just turned 35. Cool. Yeah. Well, I guess it worked out then. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Has your wife um, taken your daughter like to Curious Minds or out she, to she any other places? She hasn't. Um, it's something that's on like the list mm-hmm. to do. Um my daughter had like a little bit of like health issues, like not like major issues to a degree. Um, she had a hemangioma on her leg. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what I'm? Yes, I, I don't. Okay, somebody fill me in. You know, like those like red blotches, um, yeah, or something that's kind of like raised skin. Uh-huh. Well, she had one on her leg when she when we first got her back from the hospital. At first, we thought like maybe it was a from an injection. 
Mm-hmm. Um, cause it kind of, it started really small and then it just grew. Mm-hmm. Well, so she has this thing on her leg. Well, we went and we had it looked at and everything else. And they said, well, put such and such on it. Well, it ended up like ulcerine. Oh, so now she has terrible. this like big sore on her leg. Like, and it was pretty bad. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was really bad. She was screaming in pain. And we ended up having to take her to the ER, ended up going out to Denver like the very next day because when we were out in western Kansas, like the closest like yeah. major hospital was Denver, mm-hmm. which three hours, yeah. three and a half hours out there. So we went out there and yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't pretty. So Layla had like these issues for a while. Um, we had to have her on medicine and then, you know, it's just been kind of a rough go. That's hard. Yeah, it was a rough go for a while for her and she's doing wonderful now like Mm -hmm. i mean she doesn't have to take any medicine it's shrinking on its own um which over time it's supposed to like dissipate essentially Mm -hmm. anyway but yeah i mean we just travel wasn't her thing you're right and then like when i was coming down here to actually look at the businesses as well like yeah i mean we're talking seven hours yeah yeah just in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Like, Kansas is way bigger than what, yeah. like, what maybe some people <laughs> think. But, like, from one end to the other, it's yeah. a ways. So, we just haven't really yeah. gone out and done a lot of different well, things. Well, Carson just made it for her first time. Yeah. So, don't feel too bad. Yeah. Okay. Last weekend. But she loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And she's, I mean, she keeps us on our toes. We'll <laughs> just put it like that. Yeah. She's she's a trip. <laughs> Good. Yeah, she's running around the house playing tag and hide and seek, and mm-hmm. we got her like this little Swiffer type thing because she watches mm-hmm. Liz mm-hmm. like use hers, and now she has her own. And oh, yeah. that's cute. Yeah. yeah, she loves it. Yeah, Carson's new thing is she stands on her head with her feet still on the ground, but she just puts her head down and looks under her legs. Yeah, like kind of like yeah, I know she, what you're talking she'll about. She just like stand there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Layla does that too, and we'll have like the monitor in her room, and we can press this little button like so you can talk into mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and she'll hear it like kind of make a noise, and she'll be like kind of waking up, and she'll like instantly throw herself down and act like she's sleeping. Oh, because oh, really? she knows you're about to talk. Yeah, and she'll like lay there, and sometimes she'll go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's great, but other times it's like she does that, and then we'll hear her laughing. Mm-hmm. And she's <laughs> like, "I'm getting you guys good." Yeah. But yeah, she's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Did we miss anything, Cameron? I don't think so. You got anything for us? I, I mean, like... oh, go ahead. No, I was like, I don't know much about your business <laughs> oh, or gosh. anything else. I know you're in real, real estate. Yeah, that's, yeah. Just real estate. That's it. That's all Just there is real to it. estate? Yeah. That's all there is to it. Well, that's all Not right. Not much to know. Just uh, trying to buy and sell Parsons. <laughs> How's that working out? Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And Cameron, what do you do then? Are you just... I'm an esthetician. So I own Main Street Skin downtown. Oh, okay. By Remnet Cafe. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. How's that? Great. Love I have, it? Yep, I do. I opened... I don't even remember. It's been a while. I mean, not a while, but... Uh, the end of 2021? Was it, that's I when you opened the actual Main storefront Street, place? Yeah, she I was doing so. it at another place before. Yeah, I worked somewhere else before. Um, and then... I only work three days a week because I still want to be home with Carson. Yeah. So. Who watches Carson when you um, all are? She goes down to a daycare in Bartlett. Do you know where that is? I do. Okay. That's where I grew up. Okay. Um, so I drive a lot. 
but I've known who keeps her personally my whole life and she couldn't be going to a better place. Yeah. And it's really, it's really good for her. She loves it down there. Gotcha. Yep. So that's where she goes. Gotcha. Does that person watch other? Yes. Yeah. So she has all of her little friends down there. Well, good. Circus. (laughs) Do you make it down there very often? I go down there a couple times, pick her up a week. Just, you know, our schedules are never the same like yours. Mm -hmm. So just whoever can get her that day, whatever type deal. Yep. Usually one of us can. Gotcha. So as far as the podcast, whose idea was it to start doing this? I'd say me. Yeah. But then she instantly said, well, I've always wanted to, too. So, I mean, I don't know. Do you try to model it after anyone? No. Or are you trying to no. be like... Because everyone always asked before and still, still do if they don't listen, ask what it's about. And it is about nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's anything and everything. Yeah. It's not like we have one... Yeah, it's been... Like, no, I, I don't understand. know what it's certain been, podcasts... We've had some political people in here, lots of business owners, me and my friends on a Friday night drinking some beers. Uh, do not listen to those. Which, what else? We've had, I don't know, everybody. Yeah. We had. We just had a guy on that does, uh, he's actually kind of YouTube famous fly fishing. Okay. Yeah. We did a, we did one with like some hunting stories with some hunters, just anything. Just, you just yeah whoever's out there yeah whatever i think our third one i had my sister and my aunt on oh yeah so that was fun and ike was in here of course but girl talk yeah it was fun <laughs> we had the guy from the cigar bar okay he was our first one ever yeah, yeah actually he was great he was yes. a good first guest because he, he, knew he, he worked doing. in radio so he, like there was no hard pauses or he he kind of kept us going you know first yeah. one he was cool it was fun have you been in there I haven't. No, yeah, it's I try cool. to stay away from smoking, if you can believe it. But no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you should go in there sometime just to look at it. I no, mean, it's a I cool mean, place. And I saw that it was listed as far as like. Yeah, he's gonna stay though. Uh, he wants cool. to rent back. He oh, just cool. doesn't want the overhead. Gotcha. But uh, is it his place? Yeah, he owns it. Okay, I was gonna say like whoever owns it, the building's awesome. Yeah, he did all that. It's he did all that. He made it, it was nice because it used to be uh, like a tux shop. And okay. a dress dress shop. Like that's where we all went in high school to get our prom stuff. Gotcha. So it's kind of funny now. A little different. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit different than Yeah, that is funny though. Not smoking. Do you have to ever tell yourself like cut loose? Because are you always thinking about how are you gonna die? Oh I my usually gosh. I usually don't think about how I'm gonna die. I mean if you're thinking <laughs> I can't drink this beer because it will kill me, I can't eat this cheeseburger, I can't ride a wave runner, like what yeah. do you I've never been accused of not being, being up for having a good time. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't know because, like, you know, like my dad used to be in insurance. Sure. And he was constantly just like convincing himself the house was going to burn down. And no, it's like, not at all. Just because you see that all day doesn't mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it could uh, happen. Yeah. And, you know, that's why we have insurance. <laughs> I mean, that's part of it. But as far as like most funeral directors, or I don't want to say most, a lot of funeral directors out there, you always get the question, aren't you depressed? It's like, oh, that'd be so hard because I imagine, you know, working around those people, you're probably pretty depressed. I don't feel like I am. Um, I'm far from, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm probably one of the more jovial, upbeat people that you'll meet. Maybe it's because my sense of humor a little bit. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, I mean, life is what you make it. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked to have a good time. Do you so, have any, you say your sense of humor, do you have any good, like, funeral home jokes or any... 
No, I mean jokes that you can <laughs> tell. Yeah, as far as like, <laughs> you always have the people that will come up to you, and they're like, oh. You know, people dying to come in, or like, you know, you know, the, like people dying. Yeah, yeah. I've like, even heard that one. Yeah, it's incredible. like it's like those, or you know, like you know why they have fences around cemeteries, and you're like, why? And they're like, so people can't get out. And it's just like, you know, it's those off. Like you've heard it a thousand times. Yeah, and and they kind of laugh, and you you're kinda, you kind of laugh with them. But, <laughs> a pity know, laugh. Yeah, you know, kind of to a degree. And I'm not saying that sometimes they're not funny. And people here and there, you know, that one struck me for some reason. Um, there's there's all sorts of them. Uh, one of the guys I used to work with in Salina, he had all these like little limericks that he would remember, um, and that was pretty interesting. I mean, he could just start. Right off the or off top of his head, he could say something, and you would just look at him, and you'd be like, "How did you come up with that?" And his dad like memorized him, and he was like third or fourth generation funeral director, and everybody in town was his best friend, or so they thought they're his best friend, mm-hmm. and he he was that person. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, how you how you doing today?" And he'd be like, "You know, I'm." Ventilated and vertical, so things are good. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's one way to look at it, I guess. No. Well, I think we got enough. You good, Cameron? You're hitting the mic. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Stretching. Well, thanks for coming out. Yeah. Hey, you're thank welcome. You. Thanks, thanks for, for uh, helping Parsons. Hey, you're welcome. I'm excited to be here. All right. I really am. So, thank you. <laughs>